We all have bucket lists. As a lifelong sports fan, mine is full of tons of different sporting events and venues, from the NBA, NFL, Olympics, and beyond. However, my greatest bucket list item is something I want to share with the world and fans like me. What if you could attend a home college football game for all 130 and counting FBS programs? Seems crazy, right? Join me, your host, Bobby Wilson, as I take you along for the ride to see all the FBS venues and more. This is the TNT College Football Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the very next episode of the TNT College Football Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Wilson. Glad to be back on another week uh, to talk about UConn Huskies football with my good friend, Justin. How you doing, buddy? Good. How about you, Bobby? I'm good. I'm good. Um, obviously, a great weekend for UConn football, getting their first win of the season. Yes, it, it was, uh, it was a, a breath of fresh air. I'm really, really happy for all the for all the players, the coaches, and everything. I mean, we we've seen Jim Mora say it many times that that these guys deserve it, and I mean, they really do. Oh yeah, they um at, with with everything they went through, um, with all the heartbreaks and stuff too that they went through. I mean, this this team definitely deserves some wins this year. Absolutely, and that, I think this is the first of many. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that. I, I believe so. Absolutely. Well, you were at the game, so how? how first off, I gotta say, how was the the uh, the experience at the rent? Um, I seeing pictures. It looked like the student section was pretty full, and just a really good experience. It looked like. I could, I could say, yeah. I mean, uh, the, even the lower level on my side, I, uh, I sit at uh, in section two twenty six. And down below in the lower lower section, there was actually quite a few fans. Student section was unreal. I mean, that's the that's the fullest ever seen it in a few years. <laughs> that's awesome. That's that's what the guys deserve. I mean, they're putting in the work. They they they're putting a team out there out on the field that's definitely worth cheering for and worth worth uh worth watching. So it's it's great that they're getting that support. Yes, and I'm. I'm so glad that the students, um, you know, they came down to support the team. Uh, they're, I'm, I'm hoping that they, they come down for the rest of the games this year because the students really rile up the players and makes them feel good too. Absolutely. And, I mean, we know this coming week, we'll get into Syracuse, but we know this coming week it's, it's going to be, it's at night, it's going to be a great atmosphere, so hopefully the rent can just be packed. That would just be huge for the team. Oh, yeah, and, and I, I honestly think no excuses. Um, fans, you know, whichever way you can get tickets and stuff, um, students, um, faculty, really anybody that can come and watch the game, we really have to root these guys on. If we have a packed stadium, we can get into Syracuse's head and uh, – it's just going to be a, a, a huge thing uh, for us if we can pack the rent. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And I, I'll, I'll be sitting there watching it on my couch, but I, I'll, I wish I'm there. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't blame you. Uh, it, we, we, you're, you're, uh, you. You'll be in there in spirit. Yep, I'll, I'll I'll be there eventually, guys. I'll be there to, for the UMass game, and then uh, a couple more on the road. We'll get into that one next week. Uh, next week, obviously, UConn travels to Ann Arbor, Michigan, to play the University of Michigan. 
I will be at that game. I look forward to that. That's going to be just an amazing experience. And Justin and I can talk about that next week, but I, I can go on and on going to Michigan games my whole life. Um, Husky fans, you're really going to enjoy that. But let's let's focus on CCSU, Justin. What what were your thoughts heading into the game? So coming in the game, um, I thought that we could, you know, we could almost be a powerhouse, uh, really, really beat up on CCSU, uh, really take advantage of it, of, of their, of their team and, um, and just, and just play really tough and aggressive. That's, that was my thoughts coming in. And then of course the first quarter opens and, and it was a little rough to say the least. Yeah. First quarter. I mean, it, it ended zero zero, but you got to admit though, the defenses, both defenses came to play. Right. Um, and for our defense to not give up any points in the first quarter, that's actually a huge stepping stone for the defense. Absolutely. I was, I was only able to watch the first quarter of the game. I had a, we had a, a commitment. Uh, me and my family did that we had to go, go do, but so, so after that, I, I'm looking at the score. You were texting me some about what was going on. So uh, from what I saw in the first quarter, I was very impressed by our defense and how we came out ready to play. And I, I'll say from the offensive perspective, I mean, it's a true freshman Zion Turner's very first start. So I'm sure there's got to be there's got to be nerves. I mean, he's got to be a little nervous. I don't care who you are as a human being. I mean, you're you're starting your first collegiate college game, and it, it's it's gonna it's gonna hit you. Yes, it it certainly will, and I actually think it really hit him once he you know hit the fields at the rent, you know his first home game, and I'm sure he was pretty nervous. Right, I mean it, he he had to be a little bit, and I, I I'll give CCU credit, especially from what I saw in the first quarter. There, they were able to stop our running game pretty well. Yeah, they're uh, they're just a tough team. I mean, when when they get it in their head where you know we're gonna you know beat up on you, we're gonna score on you. I mean, that team has a lot of um, a lot of opportunities, and and especially after this game too, throughout the year, they can they could definitely progress. And I, I definitely saw that on Saturday. I agree. I think they can make noise in the NEC for sure. What are, what were your thoughts then uh, from the second quarter perspective? So second quarter, uh, CCSU um, goes goes down and they score a field goal. It's three zero. At this point, I was actually getting kind of nervous. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, um, you know, because because the offense was kind of at a point with steel, and I, I was I was just wondering, okay, what's going on here, and then. Uh, so right right at the six minute uh, six minute mark, um, Zion Turner passes the ball to Nemensky, uh, the tight end, the big tight end um, for eleven yard touchdown. They put us up seven three. Uh, I like like I said before, I I honestly think for Zion Turner, uh, Nemensky can definitely be one of those guys that he can always rely on in the red zone. As soon as I saw that pop up on my phone, I literally thought of you because you, you've talked about that so many times. You and I have talked about that. You've talked about it here on the show. 
And I was just like, there you go. I mean, he was right on. <laughs> yeah. And, and I could, I could definitely see, um, that connection even getting stronger throughout the year too. And, uh, and that's the thing, like we always talked about, you know, if you use your tight ends, you have a really good chance. Absolutely. And if you got, you got big ones like that, I mean, utilize them in the red zone. That's, they're going to be your best friend. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, um, definitely part of the game now. Absolutely. So going into halftime, it's, it was seven to three, correct? Yeah, seven to three. What 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 do you what were you kind of thinking at halftime? Some adjust adjustments that might need to be made or anything? What were you kind of thinking? Well, I was thinking, you know, defensively, they were they were stopping the ball. Um, they only gave up three points at this time. Um, offensively, I thought that we could be up by fourteen three. Um, I thought that you know the the running game could. Going into the half, the running game could pick up a little bit. Um, you know, I, I was I was even saying, you know, Zion Turner really needs to just calm down, play his game because if he can calm down and play his game, everything else on the offense is going to click. Mm-hmm. And like like what we've been saying before, those big guys up front for Zion have been doing a really good job this year. Yes, they have. <laughs> I mean that. I mean, you you have you have a center, uh, Jake Bedone, that is a NFL. You know, he he's a uh, prospect, NFL prospect. Absolutely. And honestly, most of those guys could be NFL prospects too. Um, it's it's such a big line. Um, they grew together ever since you know spring too. They've they've grown even more. Well, I just got to say, I'm I'm looking forward tomorrow night. I have Jake on the show and I'm looking forward to having him on and talking to him and just uh just because like you said I mean those guys have been doing a tremendous job yes and and uh you know if 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 they can definitely keep blocking the way they are this whole season is going to be you know we have chances on offense absolutely and, and I think like going into the, going into the third quarter uh from what I saw from the highlights I've seen and stuff, it looked like Zion settled down a little bit. Yeah, he, he really did. Um, he really did settle down. And one of the, one of the things in the third quarter is, um, I, Nate Carter, um, went in for that 17 yard, uh, uh, run for a touchdown and it put up UConn 14 to three. And at that point, I, Nate Carter and, most of the running backs were very quiet. And at that point, once Nate Carter punched it in for another seven, I knew that the tide has turned. Absolutely. And and Nate's already off to a fantastic start this season. I mean, he's second in the nation in rushing uh, just behind Chase Brown from Illinois. So, I mean, and Chase Brown is potentially an All-American candidate. So, I mean, Nate is having a fantastic season so far. Yes, um, from last year too, I, I looked up his um, his uh, um, running um, skills, um, his yardage that he uh, that he ran last year. He was at like 574 yards, so he he's definitely gonna over over um, achieve that goal, Absolutely. which is huge because this guy 
you know, when Kevin Mensa departed, um, you know, Nate Carter, it, it, you have to step in. This is your, you know, this is your team. You, you know, you're RB one now, and and that, oh man, the way he runs the ball, and he can just he can get hit, and he can still run through the through mm-hmm. the hit. I mean, the, the the kid's amazing. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's been fun to watch. Yes, and we also have to have shout outs to uh, Brian Bruton and uh, Devontae Houston too. I mean, those those two guys um, behind them. They actually did a really good job too, and having three running backs that can, you know, just get positive yardage for you, it's it's huge. Absolutely, I saw. I was looking at the stat line from the game, and I saw Bruton was over six yards per carry, and I believe, um, I believe uh, the other guy was over five. Yeah. So I mean it. it obviously you're playing an FCS opponent, but still nonetheless, I mean, it's huge for those guys confidence level going on into the season. Exactly. And you know, if you can, if you could just build other players up too, I mean, you know, what, what happens with the injury, you know, Mm -hmm. let's say Nate Carr goes down the injury. Let's just say, hopefully he doesn't. Yeah. Knock on wood. (laughs) Well, At at least these guys are growing and these guys could step in. Right, and we saw we saw another guy step forward a little bit in the fourth quarter, and uh, Victor Rosa. Yes, Victor Rosa. Um, he had a really uh, uh, hard run for eleven yards for a touchdown, and uh, I was really happy for him. I mean, he he even got hit, and he just ran right through it. And uh, there's actually another guy too uh, that worked his butt off this year, also to uh, actually uh, get a scholarship. He was a walk on before. And that's uh, Jacob Sweetfeet Flynn, um, and I didn't even know that was his nickname. Um, <laughs> I, I I saw a few people at the game with shirts Sweetfeet, and I was and out and my dad's like, "What does that mean?" And I said, "I don't know." Well, the next day I said, "Oh, yep, that's Jacob's uh, nickname," and he had a nice uh, he had a nice touchdown too, a nice ten yard touchdown, and uh, I, I was really happy for him also. Great to see local guys have success, that's for sure. Yes, and if local guys have success on the UConn football team, more guys from the area will want to come in and have the same success too. Absolutely. <clears throat> what what else what else were kind of your thoughts there in the third and fourth quarter from uh from the Yukon perspective? So uh um CCU uh drove down in the third quarter, um and the uh, quarterback Romello, um, he threw. Uh, he was actually sacked by Dalmont Gordine. Mm-hmm. And like, like I said before, Gordine is you know he's going to be an up and coming rising star. And that sack actually helped UConn um, with winning this game. That was a pivotal point in the whole game. Um, without that sack, the, the score could be different. Absolutely. I mean, he's been he's been making plays so far this year, and and I mean, you you've talked about him before, and he's doing a great job. Oh yeah, and then um, another guy too. Uh, we always we're always going to be talking about him this year, Jackson Mitchell. Man, I mean, uh, <laughs> that guy's just a beast. He and absolutely some, is. Some of the tackles that he uh, he made, I'm like, wow. I mean, he he's amazing. Um. And then 
Randall also with that interception yep. uh, to, you know, say, okay, this game is done. Um, that was really awesome to see too. Absolutely. I mean, we, we've said it before, but this linebacking group that we have is it's top notch. I mean, Jackson Mitchell is as in my opinion, one of the best linebackers in college football. And I know not a lot of people know who he is, but he, he is unbelievable. Oh yeah. He's, he's just going to get better and better and better throughout the season. Absolutely. You got anything else you'd like to add from the game? Yeah. So this is, uh, this is actually kind of the, you know, the key to the game. Um, the UConn defense limited the C, uh, CCU to 78 rushing yards. Big time. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's 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 uh, that's a huge goal. I mean, these these kids should be happy for themselves. Absolutely. And passing yards, 164 yards. That's it. I mean, since you know the Utah game, which they you know let up what 500 and something passing yards. Um. To only give up 164 is really good, and then the, the also the um, just honestly quieting down their running backs. I mean, they're that's a huge step. Also, I mean, this team is just taking steps forward. They're not taking steps back. Absolutely, and I think having the success stopping the run in this game against CCSU is huge because hopefully it gives them some confidence heading into the Syracuse game. Because I mean, I think we all kind of know what Syracuse is going to do. Or yes. wants to do, <laughs> and actually, um, Jim Mora too on a press conference today also said that uh, Kale Millen um, will definitely be added into more packages. Also, uh, he's liking at he he likes how he's developing. He says that he looks like the quarterback, um, you know, coming out of high school that you know P five uh, QB caliber. So that's even a really good. Um, a really good thing for UConn at this point. That's exciting to hear because, I mean, I know they've been putting them in there every now and then to run the ball, and I, I, I'm excited to see what that's going to look like. Yes, me too. And um, also, shout out to Zion. I mean, 14 for 22, mm-hmm. 172 yards, two touchdowns. He had an interception and one fumble. But that's that's another thing is – the more he plays too, the more he's not going to make bad turnovers. And I actually think his numbers will grow also. I agree. And I think, I think this week he could see some, see some good things from his numbers perspective, uh, from against Syracuse, their, their defense is a lot smaller than, uh, than most, than probably almost any P five defense, honestly. Yeah, and that's the thing is, if he can take advantage of that, the sky's the limit. Absolutely. Well, <clears throat> I'm going to dive in a little bit now and talk about Syracuse a little bit. I, th- I think we all kind of know what Syracuse wants to do heading into the game. I mean, they're a running football team. I mean, they they have one of the best running backs in college football. I mean, it's there. there's no... Nobody's going to be surprised when when Sean Tucker bursts onto the scene last year. I mean, he did some amazing things. Um, In their first game uh, this past Saturday night, they played Louisville. And you and I were talking before we came on to the show how we both were kind of thinking Louisville was going to be able to take care of business in that game. And they 
Syracuse made Malik Cunningham look silly. Yeah, they, he, yeah, he really did. <laughs> so, I mean, Sean Tucker had 100 yards rushing and a touchdown, and he also had 84 yards receiving and a touchdown. He had a long 55-yard burst there. Um, so, <clears throat> just so you got to watch out for that. Syracuse recently hasn't, or at least last year, didn't pass the ball very well. But uh, this past Saturday, uh, Garrett Schrader threw for 236 yards and two touchdowns. So, I mean, he had one of his best games. But he also adds an added dimension running the ball. He ran for 94 yards and a touchdown himself. So, I mean, the UConn, UConn defense is going to have to be up to the task to stopping the run for sure. I mean, we're lucky that we got those four great linebackers that we can throw out there that we're really excited about. And we're gonna, they're going to earn their money uh, this Saturday, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm really, really excited to see – how those guys like Jackson Mitchell and the rest of the guys, Ian Swenson and all, all those guys, how they're able to uh, handle it. And if they're able to take care of business like they did this past Saturday against CCSU, I, I think it'll just be, I think you could say the sky's the limit at that point. Yeah. And, and all three in this game, all three levels have to have to be in sync. Mm -hmm. And if they're in sync, if they're, you know, like last game, too, we saw some blitzes. And I actually think that this game, you're probably not going to see, see too many blitzes. You're probably not going right. to see them at, at all mm -hmm. unless you can really take advantage of the situation. And, uh, right. But, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah if, if the defense can go out there and play as strong as they did uh, this weekend, I mean, that, that that's that's just gravy right there. Absolutely. I mean, <clears throat> coming into this game, uh, uh, like a month or two ago, I made, I've made the prediction and I said, UConn was going to beat Syracuse. Um, and, and I'll stand by that prediction because that's what I've, that's what I've said and what I've put out there. But I mean, I'd be lying to you if after seeing, after watching Syracuse handle Louisville the way that they did, I, I was, I've, I was surprised. Let, let's just say that. Right. But, yeah. I was, I was surprised too. I thought Louisville would actually put up a bigger fight. Um, they were definitely not in sync. Um, I actually think that this UConn team, if they can go up like they went up with Utah State, they have to make sure they can finish the game. And the thing is, is these guys are like bitter rivals, Syracuse mm -hmm. and UConn. And we're definitely going to see um, something special underneath the lights and at the rent. And, and I'm looking forward to it. The one interesting, oh, couple interesting things heading into the game. Uh, Syracuse lost two starters for the season against Louisville. They lost their big 286 pound fullback for the season. So, I mean, I'm interested to see how that affects their running game, but they also lost potentially the best player on their defense at linebacker. Um, just Stefan Thompson going down for a season ending injury, which is unfortunate. I mean, you never want to see guys get injured, especially great players like him, but, uh, it, it, it's going to be really interesting to see how that, uh, factors in because Syracuse had, it had a really good, um, trio of linebackers heading into this game or heading into the season and having Thompson go down, um, is going to affect that. So for me, 
that 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 leads me to believe that UConn has an opportunity to really be able to run the football against Syracuse, and I think controlling the clock is going to be huge, especially giving Zion some more confidence at the quarterback position. But Syracuse is relatively small defensively. I mean, their defensive line, their biggest guy is 270 uh, from the starters is 270 pounds, so that's not not a big guy. Then their linebackers, nobody's over 240. And then their rover is only 220 pounds. So, I mean, I look at that from the perspective of how well our offensive line is played. And I get excited looking at that because I think they might be able to run it down Syracuse's throat. Oh, yeah. And um, I, I actually think they could probably, if even if they could pull out a guard too and just smack up on mm-hmm. the defensive end or even the linebacker, um, I, I think if, if the running game, the running game, we got to have, it, it, it's got to be there. Um, Nate Carter is going to have to be the man and, mm-hmm. and just run through. And it's with those injuries too, UConn almost has to take advantage and, um, almost watch tape on the, uh, the backup guys too. Right. And, and see what their weaknesses are. And if they can capitalize on their weaknesses, it's 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 great for UConn. I mean, uh, they, we we just have to take advantage of them. Absolutely, and, and I kind of hinted hinted at this already, but Syracuse has a massive offensive line. It's going to be one of the biggest, uh, probably the only one that I would say would be bigger is going to be Michigan from the perspective of the size. I mean, these guys range from two hundred ninety pounds to three hundred seventy five pounds, and everything in between. So, I mean. These are some big boys up front for Syracuse. So, I mean, like we like we already talked about, Syracuse is, they want to run the ball. Their quarterback is almost 230 pounds, so he's tough to bring down too when he's running. I mean, Tucker's a shifty running back, running behind that big offensive line. I mean, it's going to obviously be a task for UConn, but like you said earlier, uh, the whole defense has to be in sync. Yes. It's a... Uh, so I mean, look, looking looking at this game, I mean, it's it, I think it's going to be very run heavy on both sides. I think whichever quarterback is able to make the best decisions, have good decision making, and not turn the ball over, I think is going to could potentially be what decides this game. Yes, I I totally agree. Um, and and like the like like you said about the offensive line being big too, our defensive line just has to has to hit lower and if they hit lower i mean we can move those guys i agree we got to use our speed yes uh and and that's that i i agree with you too you know whichever team has the less turnovers they're probably going to be the team that wins absolutely another interesting thing that i that i saw um I think UConn fans, obviously we can relate to this with our football team, is Syracuse is a very young team. There's 10 true sophomores, uh, two redshirt sophomores, and two redshirt freshmen starting. So there's only two seniors or and then three redshirt juniors who start. So, I mean, I think obviously that is what our UConn Huskies are as well. So, I mean, it's an interesting thing to look at uh, with both teams being pretty young. Yeah, and, and it's going to show you, too, that, you know, with those young players is which team is is um, 
is more prepared for the future at this point too. And, you know, with the younger players also, with their mindset, sometimes they can, you know, get into bad mindsets. So I think for even both teams, they just have to have the right mindset. Um, UConn's just going to, you know, if, if, you, if you go down, don't just keep going, you know, and, mm-hmm. and don't give up. Absolutely. I, I think another interesting thing that I took from watching Syracuse beat Louisville the way they did was just how ill-prepared Louisville looked um, coming into that game. And, and, I mean, you have to give Syracuse credit because they handled it the way that they were supposed to and took care of business. But I, I also kind of wonder uh, what it's going to look like when Syracuse plays a team that is a little bit more prepared to play like this UConn team will be. Right. And, and you know, who knows? They might be looking a game ahead, you know. Absolutely. And they're, they're just going to be like, oh, we already won. Well, UConn, you know, it, UConn probably knows that what that's what they're thinking. So mm-hmm. as long as... As long as they prepare themselves and they prepare a great game plan, the defensive game plan is there, and you just go out and you and you run your plays at a hundred percent all the time. There's, I mean, there, there there's no doubt that this could be a potential upset. Absolutely, and I think that's a great point you just made about Syracuse looking forward. Next week they host Purdue, and I was just at the uh, Penn State Purdue game myself. And that Purdue football team is very good. So, I mean, there there is de- the definite possibility that Syracuse could be looking ahead. Oh, yeah. And and that Purdue team did look really good. Man, they did not. <laughs> that was impressive. But, oh, yeah. Most, oh, most definitely it was. So I was like, oh, my goodness. <clears throat> But, I mean, that that's that's kind of the insight I have looking into Syracuse a little bit. Um, like I, like every week, I always, uh, Friday morning, uh, the Sidelines UConn account uh, tweets out my uh, prediction for the game and different insights. So you guys can be looking for that at SSN underscore UConn um, every Friday. But uh, if you're going to ask me for a prediction, I'm going to say this game comes down to a last-second field goal. And I think the Huskies have the advantage in the kicking department, and we take a, we take the we take it at the end and win twenty four twenty one. Nice, that's a good prediction. <laughs> well, hope hopefully uh, hopefully I'm right. Uh, I, I'm just looking forward to seeing our guys compete against a good football team. Right, exactly. And like like my prediction before, you know, thirty fourteen. Um, our predictions actually weren't too off this season, so. <laughs> right, right. I actually was only a point off on the Utah State game, so I had to pat myself on the back a little bit for that one. <laughs> yeah, so, it, you know, it, it, we're, we're, we actually, we're, we're predicting the games pretty well this year, I guess. <laughs> if nothing else, we're doing that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or or somebody's going to say, oh, that Hawkeye guy, you know, he's 30-14 Syracuse, really? <laughs> <laughs> well, as always, it's always a joy to come on with you and talk UConn football every week, Justin, and thanks again for doing this. Oh, thank you. It's always a pleasure, Bobby. Absolutely, and uh, go ahead and tell everybody where they can follow you. You can follow me at Hawkeye282 on Twitter, or um, uh, actually, that's that's it right now. I got rid of my Instagram. All right. 
Well, of course, I'm. you can follow me at TNT College Foot One for the podcast, and you can follow me personally at Coach underscore B Will. Hope everybody has a good night. Uh, go Huskies this weekend, and God bless.